Hi, welcome to another episode of A Shot Glass of Recovery with your host, Julie, half of the dynamic duo that brings you the podcast, Two Sober Chicks. Well, happy glory day, y'all. It's February 28th, 2021, and I am experiencing some solitary bliss right now. Uh, Sundays are a great day to do that. I have learned in my spiritual practice that it is really important that I take Sabbath days or you can call them rest days or spiritual days where I spend, I do step 11 basically, spending time with God in prayer and meditation really for my own inner peace and my own inner serenity because wherever God is, that is where I experience that the most. Um, I was thinking about the idea of obsession. What do you do when you're obsessing about something? Um, I think every single person listening to this that has an addiction issue could definitely say that we are very familiar with obsession. Obsession, oh, let's look up the actual definition of obsession, even though... We are all very familiar with the concept. I'd love to know what the the state of being obsessed with someone or something. Mm. An idea or thought that continually preoccupies or intrudes on a person's mind. Oh, I like that. My sponsor talks about whatever we focus on becomes our higher power. So when I'm obsessed with something, it definitely is my higher power because that power is running my life. The amount of energy and space I give to it is dictating how well I am doing spiritually and how unwell or unfit I am spiritually. So in terms of the 12 steps, how do we cope with obsession? Obsession could be someone you're angry at. It could be someone that you lust after. Like we just read in the definition of dictionary.com, it's something that continually preoccupies our minds. I, when I am obsessed with something, am completely restless, irritable, and discontented, and I get angry that I can't switch my thoughts. It takes a lot of energy for me to divert them, but based upon what my sponsor says, whatever you focus on becomes your higher power. For me, it's less about rejecting what I'm focusing on. I don't like that energetically. Whenever I reject something, I look at it as pushing something away. And when I push something away, there's equal amount of resistance back. So it's really exhausting. Instead, what I like to do is focus on my higher power. So I just simply take my energy away from whatever is it is I'm obsessing on and I'm placing it somewhere else. And I find the step prayers can be really helpful with that. Um, yeah, where am I going to go with this? So I looked up, we're going to shelve that for a second. I looked up obsession in the 12 and 12 and the big book. And I'm not smart enough to have just gone straight to the book and looked for it. There is a website I love called 164andmore.com. And you can type in a word and it will bring up every single time that word is in the big book or the 12 and 12. And some of the ones I really like are this. 12 and 12 step two, having reduced us to a state of absolute helplessness you now declare that none but a higher power can remove our obsession. 
oh, isn't that such a relief? Because when I'm obsessing, I am in this state of absolute helplessness. And I declare, which is step three, I make a choice, I decide, even though this comes from step two, I decide that none but a higher power can remove my obsession. So it really is about focusing rightly on our higher power instead of not wanting to focus on something different uh, or something that's harmful for us. Uh, Also in step two from the 12 and 12, The fact was we really hadn't cleaned house so that the grace of God could enter us and expel the obsession. Again, it's pointing to God. And what's the quickest way to connect to God? Well, prayers. And so we have some awesome 12-step prayers in our program. We see them in our big book in step three and in step 11. Step 11 prayer is wonderful I find it ever more helpful but the third step prayer which we'll start with first is God I offer myself to thee to build with me and do with me as thou wilt relieve me of the bondage of self oh that's good that I may better do thy will take away my difficulties that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power, thy love, and thy way of life. May I do thy will always. Why I love this third step prayer so much is it talks about the bondage of self. And when I am obsessing over something, I am completely in the bondage of self because what I'm running over is how it's affected me or my life. Um, whether it's a yearning, whether it's a resentment, it's like this is affecting me to the point where I can't function anymore. I'm obsessed. So it tells me in the third step prayer, relieve me of the bondage of self. What can relieve me? My higher power. And I like how the emphasis is on thy or thou. I happen to love the old language, but it ends with that take away my difficulties why that victory over them may bear witness to those I would help of thy power thy love thy way of life may I do thy will always so it's not even this is why our program is such an altruistic program it's such a selfless program because it's saying it's not saying take away my difficulties so that I can have peace It's saying, take away my difficulties so that when I overcome them, I can point to you, God, higher power, God of my understanding. I want to point to you because you are the only solution, not me. I can't do it by myself. It's you. The 11th step prayer, which is also called the prayer of St. Francis, is, Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. Where there is hatred, let me sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive. It is in pardoning that we are pardoned and is in dying that we are born to eternal life. That is just, that'll make you weep. Again, it's another prayer, a prayer, which is an action, which is connecting to God, connecting to your higher power. 
It's not saying give me peace. It's saying make me an instrument of your peace. And how do we do that? To not be in self. Instead of me hating, let me love. Instead of me wanting an amend, let me make an amend. Instead of despair, let me have hope. To me, it's all speaking to making our focus the things that reside in the light of the spirit, the sunlight of the spirit the book talks about. Let me reside in those things. So it's not about, I don't want to hate. It's like, show me love, show me hope, show me joy, show me light. This is why we need our higher power for so much more than just the alcohol, the drug, or the behavior problem. There's also um, the Cleveland AA. It's aacle.org. They have uh, 12-step prayers. They have a prayer for every step. I actually really love the second step prayer. Heavenly Father, I know in my heart that only you can restore me to sanity, which is what step two says, right? I humbly ask that you remove all twisted thought and addictive behavior from this day. Heal my spirit and restore in me a clear mind. So there's really a step for prayer for every step. There are tons of them out there. If you Google them, you can find the one that speaks to you most. I have found these very helpful for me to be reminded. You know, often when we're in service, we think it's for other people, but it always comes back to us. This podcast is very timely for me because I'm obsessing over a hurt that I have and it has made me very uncomfortable today. And uh, when I'm in that place, I don't want to eat. I don't want to exercise. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to brush my teeth. I don't want to do... I just want to sit there and obsess. It's like this sick, twisted relationship. Like, let me obsess over this incessantly. So there's definitely that part of me that wants to do that. And so in figuring out what I was going to do, I started listening to this podcast. Listen, I do a podcast. I flip and never listen to podcasts. But as of late, I've been working on um, wounded spirit healing, sort of inner man healing, primary wound healing, some things that have happened in my life have exposed very raw nerve endings that are very, very old for me. And I have known that in this situation, it's not a matter of therapy. Although I love therapy, intuitively, I know this is more of a spiritual work thing. And I happen to love mystics um, like St. John of the Cross who did Dark Night of the Soul. Oh, what a good book. Uh, and I have been exposed in seminary to other mystics uh, like St. Teresa of Avila. So I've been listening to this podcast. It's by Richard Rohr's Center for Action and Contemplation. There's a man named James Finley who, by the way, how cool is this? He was with Thomas Merton at seminary, at, sorry, at the monastery. And Thomas Merton was his spiritual director. So you get a really good amount of content and, um, material from personal experience from Mr. Finley, Brother Finley. I don't know what you call them. I guess he, yeah, he's Benedictine, right? So he's a brother. So he has been expounding upon the teachings of St. Teresa of Avila. And it's been going really deep. It talks about the seven inner castles or states of the soul. And I've just been, that's one of the things I've been doing lately to do my spiritual work, to heal those wounds. Um, and what I want to say is you can't 
heal what you don't feel. So I have to constantly remind myself that this place of hurt and anger and disappointment and feeling low and sometimes depressed and anxious and confused just means that I'm ready to look at it. So if you're feeling discouraged by a similar state, know that we are here because our higher power knows we're ready to go deeper and wider and vaster with him. And that some of it isn't even conscious. So sort of just saying these prayers and releasing ourselves to our higher power to let our higher power work with our willing spirit to heal these places. And walking has been a big part of that for me too. I don't know what it is about just making an intention to go out for a, a walk. Not exercise, but a walk and breathe and be in touch with nature and our higher power. I find for me that's often one of the most spiritual practices I can do is just walk and not focus or be hard on myself to like do the work. Like I'm going to set an intention and this is how we're going to walk. A lot of this work I'm doing lately in the 12 steps with the steps and the traditions And otherwise have been just having a willing spirit and saying, God, please do a work in me. I don't know what it is. I'm learning through this, the mystical journey that we don't have to understand to understand. We can still perceive something spiritual can happen in us that we don't have anything to do with other than just being an open and willing spirit. It's really the the height of our ego to say, I need to understand this or I won't believe until I understand. Like I've been focusing a lot of that on that pride and ego and the arrogance that a lot of us come into the program saying, I will not believe until I understand because who are we? No one truly understands anything but God. We just have a little sort of glimpse, our own very limited human understanding, which is why spiritual work is so important because I believe the bulk of our existence is spiritual and it's our human nature that has a really hard time with it. And a lot of us, the reason we loved our addiction so much is because we felt it helped us reach those places that our human selves just could not. And so we get into recovery and we have to find a different spiritual experience. Because let's get real, people. It's a total spiritual experience when we're high or when we're drunk. It's an absolute spiritual experience. But we have to learn the proper use of spirit. I had to learn that connecting with spirit, we call alcohol spirits for a reason, in a bottle would lead to my demise. There is a bigger, vaster spirit, and that is God. And that's the power that I need in my life to truly heal and move forward. So I thank you for participating with me in this podcast and being here with me while I do this because I do believe that even though I'm sitting at my kitchen table with a microphone and a laptop, through space and time, because spirit has no bounds, we do this work together. And I hope that this has touched you in some way or done something for you that you're better off for have listening for having had listened to it and if not keep coming back keep listening keep trying keep seeking our higher power knows exactly where we are none of this is a surprise to him and may we all just have the fortitude and the faith and the humility in order to reach out and have him help us do all those things. So thank you for being here with me on this glorious Sunday. You know my email address, same one with Lisa, if you need to reach either Lisa or I, to to soberchicks at gmail.com. 
We love hearing from you. We love you so much. And I will talk to you very soon.